your Saturday morning tradition for 31 years. If you were waking up in Arizona 136 years ago this month, in the year 1883 in Mojave County, you'd be one of the first of seven property owners to have to pay property tax for the first time. Seven property owners in Mojave County. First had to pay taxes in 1880s. 1883. Oh, man. Tax collected was over $6,000 on just seven properties. Mm. Lowest was 100 and the highest was at 34.50. One year later, that amount would triple. <laughs> We're featuring Kingman, Arizona as our staycation destination this month. Also been recently named the nicest place in Arizona. I saw that. I got to go and find out why. Then I mean that that's a tough tough thing to win. The nicest community in Arizona, Kingman, Arizona. And most people that have ever drove through it never even took their foot off the gas just making their way to Vegas. I think it's the friendliest place cuz when you get out of the car, the wind just blows you into the next person. <laughs> you're just you're just always walking close to someone. You have to be friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to hold each other up as you're walking down the street. <laughs> if you were there today, you could take your uh, if you've got a hot rod or an old historic car, you can go to the Chillin' on Beale Street event, which is held on the third Saturdays from 1 to 8 p.m. Around the state, there's also the fifth annual pizza festival, downtown Phoenix. In Tucson, you've got the family festival at Reed Park going on from 10 to 2. In Scottsdale, there's the Mac and Cheese Festival. Hmm. I'd take Landry to that. (laughs) (laughs) There's also over at Kierlin, Arizona Wine Growers Association Grand Wine Festival. I bought Amanda a bottle of wine from Cochise County for her birthday. That was as good as any any we've ever had from Paso Robles or uh, San Luis Obispo or a lot of her friends from our wine growers. So we... We're, we're getting her converted over to Cochise County. <laughs> Very good. Down in, uh, and then over at Fort McDowell, you've got the 37th Orm Dam Festival. And it's a celebration of defeating a dam being built that would have pretty much taken up that whole, oh. that whole uh, community from, from filling up the Verde River. And then a really neat event going down at, at Queen Creek, the 17th Annual American Heritage Festival. It's open to the public, and it's the largest, diverse, educational, living history event to take place in the Southwest. It celebrates American heritage from the colonial era to American Revolution, mountain men, pioneers, civil war, and westward expansion. And that's going on at Schnepp Farms. I took Carol to that one year. It was a lot of fun. You learned a lot just having fun. And it is a season of festivals. I say, And all these great events to do, Part of the reason Arizona's ranked number one inbound state in the nation, according to uh, recent data from American Enterprise Institute. The secret's out. Last year, 40, uh, 60.4% moves in Arizona were inbound, and 39.6% were outbound. So we had a 23.2% net inflow. And of the 39% outbound, 37% will be boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> boomeranging right back. Yeah, they'll be they'll they'll get moved out for some opportunity, and then they'll say this opportunity isn't worth it. I'm going back to Arizona, but we can't talk about Arizona events without talking about our broadcast next weekend. We'll be at Henry Wickenberg's 200th birthday celebration, broadcasting live from Wickenburg, and they've got old-fashioned kid games, Native American dancers, food trucks, antique car show, western dance, and a vintage flea market and craft fair. So come on out to Wickenburg next weekend. Uh, Romy, I still think you got to get in this Henry Wickenburg look-alike contest. I can't decide if that's a compliment or an insult. Well, if we just if we just gray out all your hair and beard uh, and put you in a in a eighteen hundreds western going to church set of clothes, I I think you'd be pretty close. I mean, a very square jaw, very similar beard. I I I don't know what you win, but anyway, we'll be. I haven't and. You mentioned all those things. I haven't checked, but I can tell you the downtown arena, the Rancho Rio, I mean, the Wickenburg Arena, all of those. I mean, it is roping season, and Wickenburg is the roping capital of America. There'll be plenty of events to go watch uh, riders at. Well, we're here this morning talking about the bittersweet reality of how great the state is that we live in, how popular it's become around the world. And we brought someone in studio this morning uh, to beat up for uh, <laughs> being a fa- part of a family that created this great desire to be in Arizona. Jennifer, why don't you talk a little bit about how we met our guest? Well, of course, any of you who are regular listeners know that Rosie spent a lot of time in the hospital last fall. So we're happy that we're past the anniversary of that even. But one thing that I asked of people, everybody wanted to come and be, do something for us, and there's just, there wasn't much to do but sit and watch you. <laughs> so I asked for cards. We got hundreds and hundreds of cards. And one day, uh, when you were in the second hospital, I got this really cool packet, and in it was about a dozen copies of Arizona Highways from the 1950s. I think the oldest one in the stack was 1949. It was, July of 49. And they were just beautiful. And the that just resonated with you. It was just something quiet for you to look at. It's what you love. And um, the man who sent it to me is Brent Reed. And so I reached out to Brent. Well, I actually had to reach out to Robert Steve, editor of Arizona Highways, to try to track him down so I could send him a thank you note. And Brent is actually the son of Alan Reed, who was a um, journalist at the in these magazines. So we reached out, and we have a new friend. So, Brent, your dad, Alan, all around these large cameras and tripods uh, over hell's every back half acre of Arizona. <laughs> uh, I mean, here's here's an article in 1949 your dad did on the Peach Festival at Supai. That's right. And thank you very much for uh, for having me on, on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. And actually, that was his first uh, article that was published in Arizona Highways about the Peach Festival down at, uh, on the Havasupai Reservation in the canyon. How do you get, uh, did he just randomly submit uh, an article and say, maybe it will, maybe it won't? Or did he get recruited? Or I mean, how do you get in on that deal? You know, I'm not sure exactly how he got connected with, uh, at the time it was Raymond Carlson was the uh, editor. 
but he and he had um, moved to he he'd been in the uh, uh, working as an illustrator at Lockheed during World War II, and then after the war moved to Arizona because he wanted to pursue a career as a freelance uh, photographer and writer. And I think he probably just submitted uh, some of his work, and, and it got accepted. Does anyone know if they still have that Peach Festival in Supai? We've got to get that on our calendar. <laughs> that's a great question. I don't know. That's a great place. I love Supai. Right, walking down, and then just, you know, you're, you're winding through the canyon, and, and you just come on to this, this village. I mean, you step back in time. 100 years until the helicopter bringing in modern materials <laughs> drops in the, the, the next load. But still, that, that point aside. The candy bars and popsicles. Oh, you, you're, you're walking through their, the down people's backyards. There's goats. There's chickens. There's uh, you know, people on their looms. It's, it's a phenomenal place. And it looked like the articles that your dad wrote. So he, he would submit the, both the article and the pictures and all the ones that I saw. Yes, he was... Um, somewhat unusual among the uh, scenic photographers of the day that he did a lot of writing as well. And actually, uh, one of his most uh, distinctive uh, techniques is that he did kind of what's called a storyboard technique of, of, uh, or format of, of writing, where he would take pictures and then write uh, captions, that not, not just a sentence, but it would, and he would talk to the reader kind of in the first person, like he's bringing you along on this trip or this journey with him with this series of photographs uh, with a with a story below each photograph, basically it, it just made you feel like you're along for the trip. He was a very good writer. He, he describes it very well, and, and that's how it made me feel like I'd been there. Yeah. And he liked the story of people. It oh, wasn't absolutely. just the nature part. He, yeah. he liked people in the settings. He did, and, and, you know, one of his very favorite places to work was Monument Valley, and he really got to know and, and love the Navajo people up there and um, lots of interesting folks. Now... As a son of one of Arizona Highway's, Highway's pioneer photographers and journalists, I'm thinking you're getting hauled around all over Arizona, down dusty roads, in the back of a station wagon, bouncing in between all the camera equipment and probably bologna and cheese sandwiches. Well, if I'd been born maybe about 10 or, 20, <laughs> 10 or 15 years sooner, that might have been the case, but most of his, his work was done during the 1950s, and I was born in 59. So actually my older brothers and sister and my mom even kind of got in on that. They, uh, at, at times, he'd pack everyone in the Jeep, the Woolies Jeep station wagon, 4x4, four, four four and head for the hills, and they would get to share some of those adventures, but I kind of came along too late. I only got to share a couple. What a uh, Woolies Jeep station wagon in the 50s. That is, that is your license to explore the great state of Arizona, for sure. It could go anywhere. We're here with Mr. Brent Reed, who has graciously driven down from his mountain retreat out uh, on the rim, uh, the son of a pioneer photographer for Arizona Highways, Mr. Alan Reed, and you were talking about photographing Monument Valley. I want to come back to that because I think your dad actually did several articles on the filming of several different movies that he, took place in Arizona. He did, actually. He, uh, he befriended uh, Harry Goulding, and Harry Goulding was one of the very early traders to the Navajo that came, sure. came to Monument Valley in 1923 and established a trading post. 
And then Harry Goulding actually is the one that got connected with John Ford, the director, and pitched the idea of filming these movies in Monument Valley because of the tremendous scenery. See you then. It's our Wide Open Road, the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour with Sanderson Ford. And time for the True or False weekly giveaway. Wide open to anybody who would like a pair of state park passes. You may not get the passes this week. We're waiting to get the 2021s. They're, they're here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they're good for any of the Arizona 35 state parks. <laughs> True or false to 411923. And it's about Kingman, our featured staycation destination. Kingman has slightly changed in pronunciation over the years from its original name, the King's Men of His Majesty's Army. British soldiers sent to validate claims of gold in California were ambushed by Mojave Valley tribes. Most of the men met their fate in the ambush. Few survivors were able to stay alive, hiding at Beale Springs. Uh, they willingly surrendered to U.S. Army scouts and were brought before General Cook at Fort Whipple. General Cook asked, where did you find the King's men in private first class in charge of the scouting party? Pointed to the location on the map, therefore becoming King's men, and now today called Kingman, Arizona. If that's true, text true to 411923, false, text false. We'll pick a random right winner at the end of the programming break and send you a set of passes to Arizona state parks, including uh, Lake Havasu state parks. They actually have a discount for the new cabins that opened up right wow. on Lake Havasu. Now, you think, who would want to go stay by a lake in the middle of the winter when you can't ski or water some See some of those snow pictures in the Wall Street Journal oh. this week from the Midwest? I bet any one of those people would gladly take a staycation at the lake. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's a beautiful, quiet place. And you were talking about Fort, uh, the, the Monument Valley going into the break. And this picture, if you're a current subscriber of Arizona Highways, you've actually seen it was on September September, uh, the uh, September issue, and it's the uh, a cover photo on the magazine. It's called Ear of the Wind Arch, and that was one of my dad's very favorite uh, photographs and, and most famous ones, and his favorite place to photograph and write about was Monument Valley. And everyone, not everyone, but virtually everyone will recognize the picture. It is iconic, Arizona highways, in all of their featured calendars and all their featured best ofs this picture's included absolutely and and uh i'm just i'm so pleased that uh, robert steve has taken an interest in my dad's old work and it's kind of brought some new life to it uh publishing things like this picture and some of the the recent reprints of his articles as well i can't help but think what pictures we could have gotten instead of your dad driving around with the family in a willie's station wagon with the windows down and the dust rolling in if he had been in a 2019 Ford Expedition. I think he would have enjoyed the, that comfort and the ability to keep his camera equipment from getting all dusty. Oh, man, absolutely, for sure. Well, we were talking about Monument Valley, and the your dad was actually asked to document filming several different shows. Yes, actually, um, you know, the John Ford Westerns uh, started in 1938 out there with the filming of Stagecoach, but the one that my dad uh, first came out on, he was on assignment for Arizona Highways to write a story about the filming of The Searchers, and that was filmed in 1955. 
And so he actually stayed on location there with the cast and the crew and uh, took photos and, and wrote a story. And uh, kind of interesting uh, anecdote about that is that uh, John Ford, the director, was, you know, uh, had a great sense of humor, but he's also very mercurial and uh, didn't want journalists or photographers on the set while they were filming. But somehow my dad was able to get his confidence and trust, and so he was the only photographer that uh, John Ford would allow on the set during, you know, the the time that they're actually, you know, rolling, rolling the cameras. And so um, he kind of developed a friendship with, with John Ford. I've got letters back and forth between them. And then my dad also took this this picture of John Ford in silhouette against Monument Valley that actually kind of became an iconic photo of John Ford that uh, Mr. Ford later said was his favorite photograph of himself. So it was, it was just neat that he was able to participate in that. And actually, I've got a couple cool sur- souvenirs that after my dad passed away, uh, going through his things, uh, three copies of location scripts from the filming of The Searchers that even have uh, notes written in the margins and scenes crossed out and that kind of thing. So it's kind of neat to have something like that from that movie. That is cool. That's really cool. Did you get to know any of the other peers at Arizona Highways while your dad was there? I didn't really get to know them, but uh, I got to meet a bunch of them in... uh, in uh, 1975, my dad uh, took me along, let me tag along with him when they went to the 50th anniversary uh, celebration party of Arizona Highways. And at that time, I got to meet, you know, some of the Joseph Muke, David Muke, and Ray Manley, and some of the other uh, old-time photographers. And, and uh, you know, that I didn't get to know them, but I got to at least meet them. That was quite a thrill. The answer for your true or false true or false trivia this week is false. In fact, if you answer true, you should go to your freezer, pull out a frozen fish, and slap yourself. British Army in Arizona. Washington never let him get west of Pennsylvania. Jackson never let him get upriver in New Orleans. Kingman's named after Lewis Kingman, civil engineer and the man who supervised the construction of the Atlantic Pacific Railroad between Winslow and Beale Springs. Tuned up and rolling. It's the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Beale Springs, west of Kingman, got its name from Lieutenant Edward Beale, who was charged with surveying a road that would link Fort Defiance and the New New Mexico Territory to Fort Mojave on the river. He was also the guy that brought camels to Arizona. They were testing him for uh, transportation across the desert for military use, although that camel portion never panned out beale springs did complete the road and it became part of route 66 years later featuring kingman is our featured staycation destination if you'd like to register to win i ooh, today's the 16th so that means we probably drew yesterday and that would have been for phoenix so we're taking entries now for february and christopher creek actually not too far from uh your home and we might say why would why no, would we wait, wait, wait. No, Phoenix. We are we are uh, registering now for Phoenix. But it's the 16th, so we would have 16th. drawn. No. So now we, we're entering for February, right? No, I've got... <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out in the think, wash here. I, <laughs> it's either Phoenix or Christopher Creek. Yeah. And the reason we picked Christopher Creek in February, all of our themes of the staycation next year have to do with some special event or festival going on. And you'll get to sit... And Christopher Creek and watch the Pony Express come through as they're making their way from Holbrook down to Scottsdale 
Hash knife <laughs> for the Hash Knife Pony Express trip. Still the and they the 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 last active Pony Express mail delivery service. That's so, the coolest thing too. We'll we'll oh. send you up to Christopher Creek to witness it in person. And if and if I were you, or if I was the winner, I would I would get postcards. And I'd have a hundred postcards to to hand to that. That's right. Th- this was personally rode from Christopher Creek to Scottsdale, and now to your home at wherever you know, friends and family all over the country and the world. So it's either right now for Phoenix or right now for Christopher Creek. But right. You can go to ArizonaStaycation.com and register <laughs> to win. We're here this morning with special guest in studio, Brent Reed, the son of the. Uh, pioneer photographer for the Arizona highways back in the 50s, Mr. Alan Reed. And we were talking about your dad's participation in Glenn Ford's filming of the searchers up yeah. at Monument Valley. John Ford, yeah. No, John Ford. Now, your your dad actually was involved in the filming of Oklahoma as well, down in Sonoida, right? Yeah, that was uh, one of the other assignments that Arizona Highways sent him on was to go down to the Sonoida Patagonia area and uh, cover the filming of Oklahoma and that was in the 1950s 54 55 I believe and um, so he got to again stay on on the uh, set while they're filming and and got to know actually he got to be very good friends with the director uh, Fred Zinneman and um, it, it was very interesting that uh, you know he, he wrote a wonderful story about it and that story was just recently uh, republished in the highways in the August 2019 issue. Oh, it was one of the, uh, Robert Steve likes to reach back and pull a, an article from the, the archives and redo it. He did it uh, in January uh, of 2019. This one was August. Yes, it was. And, and you know, it's kind of just a chance meeting that I was able to connect with, with Robert uh, just Quick story, if yeah. we have time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert was uh, uh, take getting a, an Uber ride from home to uh, to the airport to take off on a trip, and it so happened that his Uber driver is a very good friend of mine named Gene Cervelli, and also actually a former employer. Uh, and Gene just started talking to Robert, asking him, you know, wh- uh, where he's headed and what kind of work he does. And when Robert told him that he's the editor of Arizona Highways. Gene said, oh, you got to meet my friend Brent because his dad was one of the, you know, early photographers, Alan Reed. And when he, when Robert heard that, he was very, very excited uh, that he could get in touch. And so that's kind of the beginning of this uh, association that's resulted in some of my dad's early work being uh, republished and appreciated again. And I just love to see that. <laughs> well, you were talking during the break that um, you're in possession of volumes of photographs and articles your dad has created. Are there any photos in any of that material? Your dad was one of the very few photographers that ever got into Glen Canyon. Oh, absolutely. Before the dam was built. Absolutely. Wow. That, that was one of his Whoa. his favorite places to explore. And that dam, you know, was built, I think, in in 62 or 63 and so uh, my dad was traipsing around that country in the 50s and so yes he he did explore glen canyon and and took lots of pictures of that area and and that was one of his favorite spots 
in, in Arizona. And then, ironically, he wound up uh, retiring uh, in a little place called Greenhaven that's near Page. It's right on Lake Powell. But I think he, as much as he liked Lake Powell, I think he liked the canyon before Lake Powell a lot better. Oh, boy. Well, I tell you what, I would have to believe, I don't know if it's just me or not, but I'd have to believe if in your archiving your dad's material, you could come up with something, Glen Canyon, prior to the dam. I don't know if Robert Steve would be interested in it, but boy, I sure would be. Yes, well, that's that's cer- certainly something I will I'll work on. Uh, unfortunately, all these these archives and these boxes and boxes of negatives and and field notes and all that kind of thing just aren't well organized. They're kind of kind of jumbled, and so I've got quite a project if I'm going to curate all this material and try and organize it and and uh, you know figure out what all what's there. Man, I can imagine. How many years was your dad involved with the highways? He was involved from uh, 1949 until the last major feature he did was 1977, and that was about uh, a, a, a whole issue that he basically did about Lake Powell and what they call the Grand Circle, uh, which is the Four Corners region. And then, you know, after that, he wasn't really active anymore. <laughs> the Grand Circle, about Four Corners. <laughs> exactly, exactly, about the whole Four Corners country, uh, Arizona, Utah, New Mexico, Colorado. Um, but after that, he wasn't really, he would go out and take pictures and, and some of his material would be published from time to time. But after the seventies, it was mainly his old material being brought back to life and, and published from time to time. Man. Did you pick up his, are you a photographer? No. I mean, I, I love to take pictures on my various trips. Uh, I just took a 18 day trip rafting trip down the Colorado and took about 500 pictures, <laughs> but I, I do it just for my own uh, use and, and recording uh, trips and adventures and that kind of thing. I'm not, uh, never tried to publish anything. But you did get an adventuresome spirit, obviously. Oh, you like absolutely. to get out and, and enjoy. I love the Arizona uh, backcountry and exploring all over the state, and, uh, you know, that's, that's really a passion of mine for sure. 18 days down the river, 500 pictures, that's 28 pictures a day. That's, that's probably a, a lot lower than it really is. <laughs> you know, and I think it, it, it was at least 500, and then I culled out probably 100 of them because I had, you know, some that weren't so so good. Where'd you start? We started at Lee's Ferry and then went uh, 226 miles down river to Diamond Creek. Was it with a group? Yeah, it was a, a private charter uh, group. Uh, led by a gal named Krista Sadler, really interesting person that's a geologist and, and naturalist, and so she kind of interpreted for our group the whole way. Wow. Well, if you have not rafted the Colorado, that is your Arizona bucket list right there. And I've not, I've not done 18 days. I think five was the longest, but still, it is just, you know, cannot, words cannot explain it. It was a wonderful trip, and, uh, you know, we were in, in Orr, uh, boats, which are much smaller than the big 36-foot motor-driven boats that, that you know, the tourists usually go on. So we're in, in 18-foot uh, oar boats. There are seven boats in total and one paddle boat that uh, six uh, folks get to actually participate by paddling the boat with a, with a guide on the back kind of steering. It was quite an adventure. Did you get some good rapids? We Yeah, we hit all, of course, many, many rapids. The, the really big ones are Hans, Crystal, and Lava Falls. I'm happy to say that it was a no-flip trip. <laughs> we didn't flip a boat, uh, although they discussed that, hey, that's always a possibility. We No one fell out of a boat, so we were it was completely safe, and we had a wonderful time. Well, Brent, 
um, you're 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 building and expanding the home and the property you've owned for many years, up right in the shadow of the rim country. That's got to occupy some of your time. You've got all these archives of your dad's to kind of page through and organize it. Uh, you float the Grand Canyon. I mean, what are your other interests? What, what's on your Arizona bucket list? Well, I mean, a uh, couple of the things that I'm involved in is I'm, I'm a, a volunteer uh, archaeologist, or I volunteer for archaeological projects, and so I work in, actually on a project in New Mexico for a New Mexico State University archaeologist every summer. I've done that for the past few years, and I'm working on a project near Payson. It's an ongoing dig, and so that's definitely a passion, uh, the archaeology. And the other thing is I'm involved with the Tonto Rim Search and Rescue Group uh, based there in, in the Payson Pine area. And, uh, you know, we go out and search for lost hikers and help injured people and that kind of thing. So with, with that and, and doing this big project on my house, I'm, I'm pretty busy. Yeah, it sounds like it. Man. As far as bucket list, as soon as I get this house done, I want to do a lot more exploring and traveling around the state and get into some of the backcountry that I've, I've never gotten to yet. Is there one corner of the state that maybe you've seen less than the other? Well, certainly uh, southern Arizona, you know, even though I grew up in Phoenix and we had a cabin on Oak Creek in Sedona, our focus was northern Arizona. Yep. And yep. so I've never really spent time down near, you know, you know Bisbee and the Charkawas and mm. Wilcox and all that. So I'd like to explore that area, too. Well, you won't be disappointed. Mm. I promise you. Go with extra time on your hands and don't be in a hurry. Uh, that is some gorgeous, gorgeous country with some beautiful, beautiful dead-end dirt roads. Uh, those are the best kind. Those are the ones <laughs> you're looking for, Absolutely. Right? Oh, man. We're here with Brent Reed, the son of Alan Reed, a photographer for the Arizona Highways from 49? 1949 was his first work for oh, the Arizona had, Highways. He had a, almost a 30-year run, and 28 actually, years. And not only Arizona Highways, but he published in in probably 20 different magazines over the years, including Sports of Field, Field and Stream, Desert Magazine, uh, a, a publication of the Ford Motor Company called Ford Times, it was an old-time uh, magazine that they put out. Even Newsweek and Life, and, you know, he had photos published and articles in lots of magazines in addition to the highways. But the highways was always his his uh, journalistic home, so to speak, for sure. Man, oh, man. It's, it's just like it's venturing back in history with you, just visiting about all that he did. You know, and. Another thing, too, is that, you know, he, he was a participant in the early home building industry in Phoenix, kind of the, the boom. He was with Hallcraft Homes for about 20 years, starting in the early 50s, and did all their advertising work for them. Um, even though his passion was really scenic photography, he got into the ad business and, and had an ad agency and did all the, a lot of the marketing and advertising for uh, Hallcraft for, for many years. Boy, there, there's another iconic name yep. in the development of the whole Metro Valley area, Hallmark. Well, fantastic. Well, Brent, stay right where you are because there's more we want to cover with you as we go through the annals and the archives of Arizona Highways Magazine with the sun of one of the pioneer photographers, Alan Reed. 
when we get back right here at Rosie on the House. The tank is full, and we're moving through the Arizona Hour with Sanderson Ford and Rosie on the House. Well, most folks could tell you Glen Canyon Dam is what makes up Lake Powell. Hoover Dam makes up Lake Mead, but what about the Davis Dam? You know the Davis Dam? Kind of a forgotten dam. It's just downstream. It makes up Lake Mojave. It began being constructed in 1951 as a requirement of the Water Treaty with Mexico, signed in 1944. The lake extends 67 miles, relatively shallow compared to other states. The depth is only 100 feet, where Lake Mead is 530-plus feet. The reservoir itself is 1.8 million acre-feet of water, which is the exact amount allowed to the CAP to pump out of the river every year. The holding tank. The holding tank. The holding tank. Coincidence? I don't know. I think not. No. Well, Brent, I can't thank you enough for being willing to come in and share your family story about the the wonderful and beautiful history of Arizona and Arizona Highways publication. Well, thank you so much for having me. I just I appreciate that someone is interested still in this uh, work that my dad did so many years ago. I mean, literally over, you know, 60 years ago, and it's just nice to see that appreciated. Well, I was in the office of Arizona Highways, and I don't even remember why I was there, but uh, the prior editor, Mr. Winholden, saw me, and he says, hey, I think uh, it was, uh, and he said, we've, we've just cleaned out two storage rooms downstairs, and there's some boxes. Would you want to go through them? And I said, would I want to go through them? I said, give me the key. Get out of my way. Man, I was down in that dungeon for about three hours. But uh, one of the stories that I brought out of there was the Hout family, two brothers who take a train from Texas, get off the train in Globe, and walk to Horton Springs, homestead the property, walk back to Globe, get on the train, go get their wives and kids, come back to Globe. They did buy a wagon for the wife and kids and then wagoned their way back to Horton Springs. And the Hout family to this day is still in that neighborhood. Yeah, they're uh, they're definitely one of the uh, pioneering families that's still uh, in the Payson area, very well established. And actually, uh, the property that I have where I live now is part of that original homestead you mentioned uh, right across the creek from where my place is is where this old log cabin was on a a property that uh, um, they wound up taking that cabin it was falling apart and the property the current day property owner wanted to see it preserved so they actually dismantled that old cabin and then reassembled it at the Green Valley Park there in Payson Right next to where the uh, uh, Zane Gray Zane cabin, Grace, yeah, yeah, was yeah. was uh, also reproduced there, and it's uh, it's called the Babe Hot uh, Cabin, basically this old log cabin. It's really cool. Well, his biography, uh, I believe, written by his granddaughter. Uh, it's called Pioneers of the Rim. Uh, they talk about uh, one of the kids breaking a leg, and the mom rode horseback with the kid to Payson. Stagecoach to Phoenix, railroad to L.A., where she met an orthopedic surgeon. And they were gone, like, for almost three years, as I remember. Oh, that's crazy. You know, 
and and babe and the rest of the kids are still up at the house. They probably only hear from mom once a month or at best. That's amazing. Actually, my uh, my mom's family came to Prescott in 1925, and and her dad was a a very avid hunter and fisherman and outdoorsman, and he actually knew uh, Pappy Hot and and did lion hunting with with him in that rim country in the uh in the late 1920s early 1930s so i actually have a little bit of a connection oh, there too man. they had it all to themselves back then that's what i love about yes. the pictures is just the difference comparing what it is now to what they're those pictures are almost more interesting now to us because they they just show where, where we've come from well and you guys talk about all these things there's a great resource have you ever been down to the barton bar library no i on haven't central avenue on the second floor, um, Dr. Dean from Grand Canyon University told me about this place. It's called the Arizona Room. And they have archives of Arizona Highways magazines, uh, old topographic maps, uh, mag- copies of the Farmer's oh. Almanac for Arizona from the 40s. I mean, it is a, a great place to just go learn about Arizona. Now, you can't take anything you can't check anything out but you can make copies and there's even stuff that they don't even have on display because they've got so much if you go through and you're like i want this resource well that's down in the basement and they'll you know you wait a few minutes they'll go get it for you and bring it up but all of these pictures you're talking about that you have of your dads are organized i see a home for the future of them at, at this arizona room at the barton bar ah, library that would probably be Maybe somebody down there would help you. Yeah, that'd probably be a great uh, place for for these things to end up, where they can be seen and appreciated, mm-hmm. and not just you know in dusty boxes in a storage room somewhere. Well, I'm I'm glad for our little collection you gave us. Thank you so much. That was so kind. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. They they will be in a treasured place in my library forever. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. <laughs> we got another pioneer coming in the next hour. Outdoor Living Hour coming up next. Jay Harper will be joining us. And Gary D. did confirm we are drawing for Phoenix. We're off a little bit. We drew early for Prescott so that our staycation winner could be there the first Saturday of the month for the Christmas tree lighting. So we're drawing for Phoenix right now. Go to ArizonaStaycation.com, enter to win. And then after December 15th, we'll then be drawing for February for Christopher Creek.